listeners, previously on Nebcast, we talked about video games. Oh my god, that was the most famous, famous and favorite video game ever. I know, right? How can that be number two? <laughs> Damn it! You son of a bitch, you stole my favorite. <laughs> That's my attempt to make 24 sound effects. <laughs> Super Mario Brothers is not better than Zelda. How can you even say that? I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Look out, he's got a knife. <laughs> the following takes place between 9.14 p.m. and 10.14 p.m. on January 21st, 2010. <laughs> Hey, Nebcast listeners. Hey, in case you didn't get from our incredibly awesome opening. That's probably the best intro you ever oh, had. Oh, dude. Like, we are the best. Like, Were you not excited? Improv <laughs> people ever. Um, hi, welcome back. Yeah, this week we're, uh, well, last week, 24 premiered its eighth season. So yeah. we figured with today's show, we would honor one of our favorite, one of our favorite television shows of all time by doing a kind of a podcast about it. Yep. And hey. Brad, when did you get into 24? I actually got into 24 like in 2000, like the end of 2004 because I was renting them from Hollywood Video, uh-huh. um, the seasons, and... Uh, what season is that? Season three? I started with season one. I started from the very beginning and was hooked, and there would be nights where I'd watch the whole disc, and as soon as I was done with the, done with the four episodes, I'd want to rush out and get the next one, and I don't yep. know why I just didn't rent all of them all at once. Yeah. You know, I got into it towards the end of the fourth season because you were you told me how great of a show it was, and I I don't know what season I was watching. I just watched a random episode with you, like oh this show is great, and I went down and bought the first season on DVD. I must have watched it like in two days, mm-hmm. and I gotta get the second season. <laughs> yeah, I guess I saw the four season promo. Like I watched the first season first, but like on TV, I think they were showing the fourth season uh-huh. was premiering. And the promo was so good for it. I was like, I should really get into this show, but obviously I want to start from the beginning. Yeah. So I just watched the DVDs first, and then when season four actually came out out on DVD, I stopped just renting mm-hmm. episodes from uh, uh, Hollywood Video and then just bought the whole season. Yeah, you know, actually, you did remind me. I saw the first episode of 24 I ever saw was at Brandon's house, and his dad was watching it. It was season four. Is the very first episode... Where they're trying to get information from that Middle Eastern guy and they can't do it. And Jack Bauer busts in and shoots him in the leg. <laughs> and he tells him what's going on. That's my first memory of 24. Oh, Jack. Oh, we love Jack. So, um, my idea for this is kind of a blend of 24 and PTI. PTI is part of the interruption on ESPN where you have a topic. They talk about it for about a minute and a half, two minutes. and Which is great because if you've ever heard like a pundit news show and they just let people ramble on and interrupt each other for God knows how long. So, like, on PTI, it's great because at the end of, what, two minutes? Yeah, I mean, that's the most. They have to stop Yeah, and I think that's why that show is so popular. Yeah. It's because, I mean, uh, Tony Kornheiser and Mike Wilbon have, like, really strong opinions about things, Mm -hmm. but they can only go so far, and then they really don't get... They they have to get to the basis of their point immediately. They can't ramble on and, you know... And the thing I hate about those other shows is... um, people can just cut in and talk over each other exactly it gets to a point where it's like i'm not even paying attention anymore these people are just it's just noise. and it doesn't matter if you watch fox news cnn msnbc they'll have a democratic guy a republican guy and an independent and they'll always say do you think barack obama's doing a good job the democrat guy's like oh he's doing a great job and then the you know the republicans like oh, oh no, he's, he's terrible he's gonna bring down the country um, if i can guys i'm the independent here yeah, you're you're an idiot you know that yeah. you're just a fucking idiot <laughs> i mean that's all it is and they don't accomplish anything so and it's it, 
it's funny because it actually represents, I think, how America actually feels about politics now. Um, people are like, meh, 50% everything. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I don't think those polls are real, but that's, I know. that's well, a whole they, other issue. They, 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 they poll a thousand people, and they think that's the opinion of everybody in America. In the biggest cities in America. Yeah, yeah it's stupid. Because they're lazy. And... It's totally stupid. But anyways, so um, I came up with an idea where me and Brad would run... Would run yeah. hey, if you're going to host, can you do it right? I know. Fuck. <laughs> sorry. Where me and Brad would write 12 random questions, which we just wrote five minutes ago. We have no idea what each other wrote. Ryan wrote his ten minutes ago. Yeah, but, but we are, finished, we're waiting for Brad. I took forever Ryan. because I don't ask questions enough. But we only get two minutes per topic, mm-hmm. and we have no idea how this is going to go. Are we going to take turns alternating the questions, or when going to read my 12 and your 12? We should alternate. We'll um, alternate. But yeah, so it's going to be like we have 24 hours to get through exactly. These. 12 topics. Wait, 24 topics. 24 topics. Wait. We have 24 topics. Two minutes each. It'll be 48 minutes. Okay. Wait, <laughs> no. So we screwed this up because it should have been just 24 minutes. Well, no, that's what I was going to do, but like a minute is going to be really short. Yeah. And we're going to have to read the question. So am I going to read the question then start the timer or start the timer while reading the question? Uh, after you after you say the question. Okay. So it'll be roughly like 24 or whatever. Yeah, it'll be, it's 24 still. Yeah. It's 24 <laughs> minutes for each of us. Yeah, so it's okay. like two. We're, we're, it's getting, two seasons of twenty four. Right yeah, there. you're getting two seasons of me and Brad. So um, since this was my idea as usual, um, just kidding. Um, I'll uh, I'll start I'll start it off. So um, I'll go first. So Brad, who will go to and win the Super Bowl? Uh, who will go to? Yep. Well, I want the Saints to go because they're they've never been to the Super Bowl at all. Um, but I kind of think that in a strange way, Favre is going to go back and win it all. That is incredibly insightful. You should be on ESPN. <laughs> I thought you were going to, ch- no. like, only my, I, I, I only answer for no, the whole two minutes? No, no, no. I'm going to chime in. Okay. Um, so I, you didn't pick the uh, team from the AFC. Who do you think is going from the AFC? Oh, you said who's going to win the Super Bowl. I said Bowl. who will go and win the Super Bowl. Oh, you're just doing one. The, okay. <laughs> There's only doing... one guy who's going to win the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, no, but I said who. Yeah, so from the be... AFC, um, yeah. probably Manning and the Colts. Yeah, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say it's going to be Peyton Manning and the Colts. And I really don't want it, but I think it's going to be Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. And the games, I think, is actually going to be really good in the Super Bowl. Um, you have two of the greatest quarterbacks of all time playing. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say, hopefully, Brett Favre will win a Super Bowl and he will retire for good, <laughs> and everybody can go on with their life, and we don't have to worry about the six months in between the offseason if Brett Favre is going to come back. or I don't know. If he wins the Super Bowl, he may be like, well, I've still got a lot in me. I can win yet another Super well, yeah, Bowl. Yeah, I mean, he could because he did sign a two-year contract with them. So it's conceivable that he would, you know, go and come back one more time. But at the same time, you know, the, the Jets' defense is so good, but I don't think they're good enough to beat Peyton Manning. Because Peyton Manning is just so... And the Colts have squeaked out so many victories this year. Oh, yeah. But they're, that's they how they They played win. so poorly at one at times. It's ridiculous. It's because Peyton Manning knows how to manage a game. Yeah. I mean, if it's the... If Most it's a Patriot, player. It, yeah, if it's a Patriots game, you know, they're down by seven points. I mean, the defense made a great play to stop them. But at the same time, he you know, they had two minutes to go 36 yards. He took like a minute 55. So he knows how to manage a game. And I think... So we're going to be seeing a Brett Favre, Peyton Manning Super Bowl. The Super Bowl the NFL wants and will probably get. And look at that. Exactly two minutes. That was two minutes. That was longer than I thought. So, uh, Brad, next question. 
Um, Ryan. Yes. Will Avatar overtake Titanic in the world box office? Okay, you know, actually, that's a good question, Brad, because it's a thing I struggle with. Because you know how I feel about Titanic, and I, I'm, you know, I'm not being really fair to Titanic, because I've seen it once, but I think seeing it once is probably enough. And it, to this day, every time I look at its gross, it's the most amazing thing you'll ever see, because it never had huge numbers, mm-hmm. but it was so consistent. It was like third, fourth place yep. in the box office for weeks on end. For weeks, for weeks, for weeks. So I, and you know this from our very first podcast, when they were going to re-release The Dark Knight, I was praying that would have enough juice to beat Titanic, because I don't want Titanic to be the number one movie. Now, Avatar is a better movie than Titanic, but at the same time, you know, I don't, I don't think it's worthy of the number one movie of all time. Yeah, and the thing is, the the gross numbers that are out there right now are based on the fact that the ticket is twice as much as your regular average ticket price. So less people are seeing the movie, but it's still the actual money taken in is higher because people yeah. are paying more to see it. And we're in Denver, and uh, what's uh, 3D Denver's thirteen dollars? Thirteen or fourteen? Yeah, I'm pretty sure in New York it's probably like eighteen, yeah. nineteen dollars. So, you know, it's a little skewed, and, you know, and I'm in a minority here because there's people, I have, we have friends that love Avatar. Mm -hmm. My younger brother works at the movie theater. He loves Avatar. I just don't see it. There's amazing parts in it. I'll give him that. Uh, Our friend James picked, what, number six best movie of the year? Yeah. I just don't. It's not fair. Like, I haven't seen it, but from what I've heard, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm missing anything. You're really not, and I don't, there's some amazing moments in the movie, uh, technically, but at the same time, you're just you're sitting there and you're I don't know I just don't I don't know what the hype is and I guess people it, complain like no one said the story's any good but yet it's still like I guess me- mediocrity reigns supreme and we'll end it on that <laughs> mediocrity reigns Ouch, I guess I never supreme. worked for James Cameron <laughs> you never worked for James Cameron it's okay I heard he's an asshole okay um this is this is a fun one if you could have one fictitious crush fictitious character. Who is your biggest nerd crush? Gosh, there's so many, so many wonderful ladies to choose from in my imagination um, and various media that I've absorbed. But um, how can you go wrong with Laura Laura Petrie? Oh, dude, Laura Petrie! You didn't even think of that one, did you? No, I love Laura yeah. Petrie. Um, I mean, yeah, there's Laura Domesticated, Petrie. Domesticated, domesticated, obedient, obedient, <laughs> caring, kind, yep. fun, dances, sings. Yeah, totally talented beautiful um uh i also like uh in final fantasy 9 princess garnett you, know, nice. you have no idea what i'm talking about nope. but she's cute um summer finn 500 days of summer absolutely adorable um this is gonna sound weird but ariel <laughs> from little <laughs> mermaid that'll make my, my favorite disney princess that'll make my fiance happy yeah it's kind of a weird complex is now whenever we're in a room together you'll be looking at me I'll like, be like you motherfucker <laughs> I'm my girl. It's okay. I love Cinderella. But your your fiance doesn't look anything like her, no. so you have nothing to worry about. No. <laughs> um, uh, uh, the girl from Zombieland. Yeah. What's her What's her name? I don't know. Oh, fuck. I don't know the character name either. Uh, hers. It's uh. She's cute and she kicks zombie ass. So. Yeah. Yeah, you said it before too. Like Did you, I? that you fell back in love with that girl. Oh. Watching Zombieland. Yeah. Apparently not enough to know her name. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> looks. That's all that matters. <laughs> All right, right. Uh, you didn't say who you 
Oh, You're you good. want me to start over with that shit? No, uh, like, oh. just go. We uh, have more. We have two minutes, right? Yeah. My well, my all-time nerd crush of all time is Gwen Stacy. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man's one true love. Fuck Mary Jane. <laughs> no, uh, Gwen Stacy because she's the cute girl next door. Really funny, really smart, really beautiful. And lately, Erin the insurance girl. I fucking love her. Yeah, her new commercial is fantastic. Her new commercial is fantastic. She's all stripped down and normal. Yeah, but I, I do miss her being the super agent, though. Yeah. But, you know, I guess they're trying to relate to a broader audience now. And well, not just... She's probably still that. I mean, this is just when she's not... <laughs> not you know, fighting evil her, doers. She's undercover as just an average girl. Just a cute freaking cartoon girl. Yeah. And, yeah, so Gwen Stacy and Erin the insurance chick. And Laura Petrie. Fuck, I love her. Oh, Rob! <laughs> Ryan. Yes. Which of these characters do you think will not make it through season eight of Twenty Four? Ooh, good one. Jack Bauer, Chloe O'Brien, or Renee Walker? You know, I I don't want to say Jack Bauer. At a, there was a time when I remember reading interviews with the creators that they said the only way the show could end is with Jack Bauer dying. But now that he's such a part of um, popular culture. And he's so cool. And I think they want to make a movie of 24. And it works, too, because some people didn't know if you could make a movie based on the premise. And the TV movie was awesome. So, you know, I, I'm going to go ahead and say who would hurt Jack the most. I'm going to say Chloe O'Brien. Because Renee Walker, um, I mean, it seems like they're setting up for her to have a bad that's what ending. I'm thinking, because she's just so crazy right, right out of the gate in this season that she's going to... She, and she's so reckless that she's... Yeah. Seems most susceptible to it. I agree, but at oft. the same time, I think in season seven, it, it they showcased her as being a really strong agent. Mm-hmm. And just like Jack Bauer in season three, you know, when he had a hard time fighting the heroin addiction because he went so deep undercover, I think she's going to rise like a phoenix <laughs> out of the ashes and become the badass FBI agent who we fell in love with you know last season but i I think chloe o'brien would hurt jack the most because she's so close to jack Mm -hmm. and he she means so much to him i mean even in the season she said jack all the times i've helped you and you can't help me and she kind of pulled him back in so for her to die i think would be a big blow yeah well it depends on the audience reaction and i think like too for audience wise if chloe got off in this season i think it'd be devastating yeah, and then not for the character, but for the audience, because for some reason she's. Yeah, and the good new thing—I don't know if a good thing, but a cool thing about Twenty Four is they kill people you don't want to expect to die. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's Edgar or Milo just being shot in the head, yeah, yeah. like quickly, it's not drawn out. You know, it's it's quick. After those uh, terrorists were specifically told not to kill anybody. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And there you go. That's it. So yeah, so I you you're know you're picking Chloe. I'm picking Chloe. So who you you're going with Renee? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I uh, hope not. I hope none of them. Yeah, I hope none of them either. But 24 is really good at throwing those surprises. Yeah. Who knows? It may even be Jack. So, Brad, if, if you could read one book, what would your book that you would choose to read be? Forever. One book to read over yes. and over again. Yes. Keep me from going insane. Yes. Oh, wow. I mean, there's millions of books to choose from. Um... I guess that this sucks because I never really had a favorite book growing up. No? I mean, I guess I read The Mouse on the Motorcycle a lot. <laughs> never heard of it. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's about this mouse who rides a motorcycle. <laughs> that sounds radical, though. <laughs> um, yeah, why not that? 
in the house of the motorcycle. I like it. I like it. Oh wait, no. Uh, that was a good one, but I also like the Banicula series. Oh yeah, I remember yeah. those. <laughs> yeah. I it's read like Goosebumps celery. all the time. Goosebumps. I, I I uh I like Night of the Living Dummy. Oh, is that one of them? Yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought it was like another series of books. What was always odd about Goosebumps, and even when I was young... How many did they end up making? Oh, fuck. I don't even know. <laughs> I have like 20 of them still. But what I always... Well, not here at my mom's house. My Were mom, any of them the same? <laughs> yeah. Well, my mom, like, for some reason keeps this kind of shit always. But, uh... Anyways, she... The, they, the Goosebumps books were always written in first person. So it would always be I... You know, I was getting scared by it, this. Exactly, it's really unusual. I'm peeing my pants. And I think that's why R.L. Stein could write them and turn them out so fast. Yeah. I mean, they're 120 they're all, pages. They're all just like collections of his own fear. Yeah. <laughs> like things that make him wet the bed. And he's like, oh, I should make money off of reasons why I wet the bed <laughs> as a child. There's, there's a stick in the window. It must be, I don't know. <laughs> I never read them. <laughs> You know, I don't know what my favorite book is. I wrote that down just because I was writing questions really rapidly. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. Like, I yeah. really like the scary stories to tell in the dark books a lot. I remember those. Because I like the art in them. I like the artist. Um, yeah, it, it seems silly. Like, you read a book to just read words and use your imagination. But, yeah, yeah I appreciate books that actually present the picture for yeah. you. Yeah. No, it's cool. Uh, I really like, a new book I like is World War Z. Mm. It's a really cool take on the zombie apocalypse. Um, yeah, I, if you're looking for, you know, a, a real book, um, 1776 is really, really good. It's kind of a newer one. I guess if I had to pick one from my childhood that I read over and over again was Roald Dahl's The Witches. For some reason, I always enjoyed that book. Wait, wait. The only books I read are graphic novels. <laughs> yes. Uh, actually, no, I, I, like, I'm really into comedy books. Back to sports. Yes. Ryan, do you think Brett Favre will ever retire? Well, you know, <laughs> you you hope so. It's kind of a joke question. It is a joke question. Because obviously he will. But at the same time, I, I mean, he's played incredible this year. Mm -hmm. So you really can't fault him for coming back. The only thing, I guess, the downer of him always coming back and always... I don't know. It's just he's always on Sports Center, And the... Th and since you know it's kind of a joke question, but I'll go on my tirade about Sports Center right now. The Sports Center became this sensational like news magazine, and it's no longer just about the sports. That's why I watch ESPN News now. It's because it's nothing but thirty minutes of highlights. You turn on Sports Center, they said, "Is this Tiger Woods leaving a sex rehab clinic?" Yeah. Where people were bashing Tiger Woods because he's having you know an affair with a bunch of people. And so he goes to get sex rehab because he has a sex addiction. And now people are like, "I can't believe the world's best golfer is getting." psychological help for it and it's just irritating if only you know most people they only see what they you know based on what tv presents to them so if people can only see the complete lies of everyone else that they idolize they yeah. would be devastated exactly like, and you know who's... people have so many hidden corners and you know brett Favre, if he wants to keep on playing who cares why don't they say they're debating if Brett Favre is going to play? And then when he finally says he's going to play, then put it on Sports Center. I got tired of seeing on the bottom all the time. Sources say that Brett Favre is too hurt to play. Then the next day, oh, Brad Childress flew down to Mississippi to see Brett Favre throw. The next day, Brett Favre's throwing with high school kids. And they never ask Brett Favre. You never yeah. see him ask questions to him. It's irritating as hell. 
and the backlash is coming from him basically spitting in the eye of his former team, but it's like, what you expect the team to do? They prepared in the offseason to play exactly. without you. And, and he really wasn't doing it either, because they cut him. Or they traded him to the well, Jets because they're moving on. And yeah, well, they prepared in the offseason exactly. to play without him. And he's like, oh, I'm coming back. It's like, well, we can't just change exactly. everything. Exactly. And you. so I don't think he's at fault, and I don't think the Packers are at fault. You know, he wants yeah. to keep on playing. The Packers want to move on. That's all you can do. And that's how I feel about it. And there's and earlier, my... yeah, it's two minutes. Yeah. Okay. And that's like my tirade on Sports Centers. You know, we it's need so to have stupid. a siren. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> This one's going to catch you off guard, too. Brad, what is your favorite Homer Simpson quote? <laughs> I have to go through 20 years of quotes. 20 years of quotes. Even though or, I only I guess, paid attention to 10 of them. Or could, yeah. or could be your favorite Homer Simpson moment. Uh, and I haven't really watched... See, if you'd asked me this about five years ago, I could quote a lot of it, but I just haven't... The Simpsons have been off my radar for a while. That's an unfortunate thing about The Simpsons right now yeah. is the quality is gone down i mean the show can only be i mean was it 450 episodes they just aired yeah so favorite homer simpson quote or moment uh uh i'm not gonna say just for the sake of answering the question Uh it's not my favorite but it comes to mind when he's protecting the sugar oh yeah (laughs) Uh, i I love that episode that's such a great episode little scarface nod and where uh, Marge is scalding him because she says, you can buy sugar for 50 cents at the store. It doesn't come with broken glasses and bolts. Those are the surprises. <laughs> um, gosh, what else? There's just, so, like, there's just so much. Like I'm trying to think of stuff he does at the power plant. Yep. I guess when like he pisses off Frank Grimes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, something stupid he does in front of Frank Grimes that pisses him off. Yeah. There, I mean, there's so many. There's so many moments I could pick from, yeah. but you know, there's classic episodes that really stick out big time in my mind, and one of them definitely is uh, where he gains a whole bunch of weight so he can go on oh, disability. Yeah, and Marge calls a, uh, Lisa tells him to go in the kitchen because Marge is cooking a cake, and he goes in, and you know, Marge is scalding him for gaining so much weight, and he. Goes on a tire and say, I'm not Homer Simpson anymore. I'm a big fat dynamo. And where's that cake? <laughs> <laughs> I like when he's trying to dial out. Like, Your fingers are too fat. <laughs> and those were the glory Please years. Order special dialing wand. <laughs> <laughs> those were the glory years of the Simpson, though. About season four through eight. You just. Dude, nothing better on question. TV. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, it really wasn't. I wasn't going for a quote. I just wanted, yeah. you know, like a moment. But there's so many of My Homer's favorite Homer Simpson quote? Dope! <laughs> <laughs> Very original. Yeah. <laughs> um, on to the next one, sir. Okay. Um... Ryan, do you think George Washington ever did tell a lie? Um, you know what? I'm sure he did. Because... <laughs> but historically, and we base all of our principles off of him. <laughs> I know, uh, right? Politically. Um, he never did. I mean, he chopped down that cherry tree and he told his dad about it. I know. You know, that's a lie about him. <laughs> oh, uh, really? It is. He never chopped down a cherry tree. And that they just did that because back in those days, you know, they had to build up um, the characters of him because you couldn't... It's not like now we turn on CNN and they said, oh, you know, Barack Obama tripped and fell or George W. Bush said something stupid. People like that would never know. So they would write cartoons and how to propaganda how to better market back in the day it was all 
word of mouth word of mouth newspaper that you got over a long period of time but i will tell you this about george washington what people do know about him um is he was very honorable and when the only reason he accepted being president of the united states is because they begged him to mm-hmm. um and he, he wasn't the first president no and when he uh well he's the first president of the united states not the first president of the continental co- uh, colonies yeah. but when he um he went there and he's the only president ever to be unanimously selected to be the president of the United States. When the Revolutionary War ended, he relinquished all his power. And at that time, you know, the, a general in charge of a new nation, a lot of times they would say, this is my country, I'm going to rule it. He walked away. He only went back because they basically begged him to. And then he did the two terms. And they said, you know what, I'm going to retire, I'm going to do nothing, and I'm going to go make my slaves build my dream house. And, <laughs> So he did have slaves. And he was like 6'4 or something. And back then, that's really tall. Yeah, he's a freak. He was a freak. So, you know, he's there are a lot of stories about him. He's just very noble, and people really respected him. And that's where he does not tell lies come from, because... I'm going to put this out there. People, if you want your politicians to get work done, put stronger term limits. Four years only. No more re-elections. And I know <laughs> it's like, well, what if you get someone who's really good at their job and... You know, you want them to stick around. It's like, too fucking bad. There's plenty of other people (laughs) who can do the uh, four-year job. That's what I'm saying. Yep. And with that, we've ended the political discussion for now. (laughs) Onward to Ryan's next question. We're halfway there. Um, Brad, if you could choose any food to eat, what food would you eat? Right now? Uh, no, I'm going for favorite food. Do you have a favorite food? I don't really have a favorite food. No? No. Actually, if I didn't have to eat, I wouldn't, because <laughs> it's when, I, when I'm hungry during the day, it feels like the biggest waste of time. Really? Like, it's, if I'm working on a project or something, and I get hungry, I'm like, God, I have to drop what I'm doing to do this? <laughs> so frustrating. For those listening at home and who have never seen Brad, because you, you think we're so whimsical that you download us, and, <laughs> you know, so, so Brad is about 140 pounds of... That's generous, thank you. <laughs> How much you weigh? Like 135. Wow. Yeah, actually, my mom said I looked like I was gaining weight. I don't think I am, but I weighed myself and it was actually 140 last time I checked. But... Let's see. It, but, I mean, it still suits your body. You don't look like you're under, you're malnourished or That's good, anything. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, no, I I was just curious. Um, the other night, uh, I was I gave Adam a ride down to Lakewood so he could pick up uh, his grandmother's car so he can have a good car. Oh finally. yeah, he got a car. That's awesome. Yeah, and so we stopped off at Walmart and went to the indoor McDonald's there. Yeah, and um, there were these two uh, Spanish uh, employees working the counter, or whatever. You and say I, Mexican. <laughs> I was going off to fill my drink, and Adam comes back. He's like, "Hey, uh, I was listening to their Spanish, and in Spanish they were saying they were, that you were cute. A little nice. too white though." I was like, oh, <laughs> what do you expect? Oh, <laughs> like I, I'm white. <laughs> yeah, but so they're talking like pale white, which really? I understand. But you know, I'm out in the, out in the sun, so what am well, I gonna do? My uh, my fiance is works as a, in labs because she's a scientist, and she always jokes because you know, my mom says she has great skin. She says, yeah, it takes a lot of not going out in the sun to maintain <laughs> this complexion, and uh, I guess for you, it's kind of the same way. But yeah, no, my favorite food is I would go outside buffalo could, wings. Buffalo, buffalo wings or, uh, or or spaghetti with Italian sausage. I don't know. I could eat either. I, I'm fat, so I eat anything. I don't care. I'll go with pizza. It's pretty versatile. Pizza's a good one. Um, easy to eat. Um, and I was listening to one of our old podcasts, and you cringe at this, so I'll say... I also like blue cheese. Fucking blue dressing, cheese. Dressing and um, 
uh, cold meatloaf as a sandwich really? with I'm ketchup not, and, and mayonnaise. I'm not a big fan of meatloaf. I think it's because my mom will never listen to this. I don't think my mom makes good meatloaf. And I've never been a fan. I don't like the ketchup crust on it. I don't know. I just have <laughs> never been a fan of meatloaf. Hey, um, have you tried the new Big Mac wrap? No. Have you tried, or you've probably had just a regular Big Mac? Yeah. I, ne- I never do, but I tried the Big Mac, ra- Big Mac wrap uh-huh. just to see what it's like. And is, do they call the sauce special sauce? Yeah. Is it just Thousand Island dressing? Uh, you know, I, uh, that's what I gather. It's like Thousand <laughs> I'm Island. I'm calling you out, McDonald's. It's like Thousand Island relish or something. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think it's just Thousand Island dressing. Like you could pop open, what is it, Kraft? Yeah. It's poured on it. Well, I have Thousand Island in my fridge if you want to Sweet. Give Cook it a up whirl. a burger. I'll go get some lettuce and some buns and we'll <laughs> and try it And two sesame seeds. <laughs> they better be sesame seed. Um, oh, wow. We're over time. Oh, my Oops. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I still stop the timer at two minutes. Though. Okay. Well, you got to stop the conversation, too, to say, Brad, shut up. No, well, you know, it, even in PTI, though, sometimes I run over. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, is it my turn? It is. In 24, Ryan, do you yeah. think Charles Logan is dead? Charles Logan, you know... He never got this uh, silent clock, so... Yeah, and they kind of left it hanging at the end. And, you know, I don't... I couldn't see him dying from those wounds... And and obviously, he's an ex-president. I'm sure he gets the highest medical care, even absolutely. though he's a criminal. It, yeah, he was a criminal, but remember, because he's a president, they kind of just made it quiet that he went away, that he resigned because of health reasons. Was that the reason? I think it was, right? He resigned for health reasons. Yeah, like the because they didn't um, they didn't make it public that he was the reason behind the terrorists. And if I remember uh, no, properly, no, he got arrested and he was just in. Um, oh, he was on like he got special treatment. Yeah, because he gave away. Uh, like his contacts and stuff. That's right. I need to watch some seasons of Twenty Four yeah. again. But but like uh, in last season, what's his name? Um, Agent Pierce. He's talking about like obviously there's some kind of falling out be- with his relationship with Martha Logan. Mm-hmm. So you would have thought that it would come up that you know, like they would have said something about whatever happened to Charles, but they didn't. So yeah. Well, because uh, people listening, uh, his wife stabbed him. Yeah. And. Do you think Aaron Pierce is going to make a return this season on 24? <laughs> you know, I love Aaron Pierce. He's like the ultimate American mm-hmm. soldier. But, um, like, he's been, he's come back so many times. It's almost like, it's almost as ridiculous as Jack Bauer having eight really terrible days <laughs> and always going back to work for CTU. Well, he has more because remember in the first season, the Dresdens, he, uh, that, uh, his original mission in Russia was a bad day for him, too. Jack Bauer? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just talking about Aaron. Like, yeah. Uh, like it. Was for, first for season, a side season character, three? he seems to show up about as many times as Jack Bauer, which is kind of. Huh? Is it? Is this first season, season three? Aaron Pierce? No, he's in season one. He's like spe- He's like helped to. Uh, oh, that's right. He's uh, Palmer. Yeah, he's a bodyguard for President Palmer. Yeah, and then when Palmer becomes president, he. You know. I like that um, people say that they like Allstate Insurance because of the calming voice <laughs> of Dennis ha- Dennis Haybert, who plays mm-hmm. Palmer, and yeah, he's awesome in that show. Make sure you see him in it and um, cherish it. Oh, uh, you're, you're, you're over. Over. <laughs> well, so just stop it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's your turn, isn't it? Brad, if you could play any board game, what's your favorite board game? Um, there are plenty of great games to choose from. There um, is. But right now, I'm chosen to play a little... Uh, wait, does chess count as a board game? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, chess. Chess is a great game. Yes. It's uh, all about strategy. It Although is. Although I just play, take everybody's p- 
pieces. That's my yeah. strategy. <laughs> well, you know, when you think about it, though, in chess, you're always thinking a couple moves ahead mm -hmm. because you have to set up your pieces right. And then when people don't do what you expect them to do, that's where the strategy in chess comes in, and it's a fucking timeless game. I don't know when chess was first invented, probably in the medieval times. <laughs> Not me. My strategy is kill all the other pieces. Totally. You know, it works. Who's it works next? Sometime. Who's nearest? Who um, can I take now? Yeah, you know, I, I agree with you. If I could... But I know the best way is to, yeah plan out three moves yeah ahead. but you know chess is such a great game because it's so versatile you play it the same way all the time but every game's different mm -hmm. and i think that's why it's timeless you know i chess is way more fun than checkers and checkers is too simple yeah i agree it's like checkers is a building block for um chess yeah. you know I'm, I'm a big fan of monopoly mm -hmm. um i also like uh I like cranium scrabble that was scrabble scrabble's yeah. a great game um if chess wasn't my choice i would pick scrabble you know, there, there's some games that I've played that probably a lot of people haven't played. My dad used to get these games called Avalon Hill games, and they're just strategy games. And one of my favorites is called Dinosaurs of the Lost World. And you were in this expedition, you had to go around um, basically a prehistoric time and find um, treasure and get and find a way to escape off it. It's a really cool game. We'll play it sometime. And another one where it's kind of a really sophisticated version of Clue is called 221B Baker Street. Mm -hmm. And you're Sherlock Holmes. And uh, if you want to play it, I have it here. What you do is you um, go from parts in London, and each town or like the hospital has a clue. And you flip open this clue book, and it tells you, you know, the Beatles recorded their famous album at Blank Road, and so the clue is Abbey. And so you write all these clues down on your uh, on your board or on your sheet, and then at the end you have to put them all together and see if you got it right. And yeah, I'm going over here, but I'll explain it to you. God they, damn it. <laughs> I have stuff to say, you fucker. Keep on going. <laughs> um, uh, I was going to change my answer to... I actually made my own board games Did you as really? a kid. Yeah. I made it called... Uh, one called Amazon Park, and I made the sequel board games, too. Nice. And it was my character, my mouse character, and I actually like built a little mountain, and you had to... Like, so why aren't we playing balls. these games? Because they're in storage. Fuck, so Brad. I'll Bust break them out. I also want to play some time when we have friends. I want to play the dinner party game, Who Wants to Host them? Star I know. Trek Murder I've, Mystery. I've never played those before. Yeah. We should play that. I've had it since I was like 12. All right, you know what? I've never used it ever. People listening at home. What the? I just broke my watch. Um, when uh, We're going to have a murder mystery <laughs> game. So uh, Facebook us, three people that listen to this. Me, you, and James. James. You know James is starting his own podcast? Is he really? Yeah. Wow. With uh, Sean? Yeah, we've inspired. Yeah. That's what I like to hear. Brad, your turn. Go, sir. We went a little over on that one, but you know what? Yeah. It's okay. That's okay. Um, my next one is... Do you think Tony Almeida will make an appearance in this season? You know what? I think Jack Bauer should have shot that motherfucker in the <laughs> face. Because, I mean, uh, Tony Almeida basically spit in his face, threw his friendship aside, all for, like, petty revenge. And if anybody can relate to that, Jack Bauer can relate to losing his wife. You know, they went through the same thing. Why don't you just be like, Jack, I went through this, you went through this, we should team up. Exactly. And but kick you, the asses of these guys. You know, I guess it, in a way, though, you understand the characters more. Where Jack Bauer is, you know, the ultimate American. He's always fighting the good fight. And even in the first season, Tony Almeida was a little sketchy. Because, he, you know, when you watch the first season, you're pegging him to be the bad guy. Right. Because he's, he's such, such an a ass. dick to Jack from the very beginning. But then he kinda, you kind of start liking Almeida. He does cool things. He comes through. He comes through. My, I think my favorite I'll make good guy I'll made a moment is in season four when Jack Bauer's got like some, I don't remember who, but they're, I think it's a, 
What's her name? The girl he used to be Nina with. Nina Myers? No. Uh, Jack Bauer? No. Almeida? Season Michelle. four. Dead air. Uh, anyway, when uh, Tony Almeida, like you forget Audrey. about, yeah, Audrey. When he's got Audrey in the garage or whatever, uh -huh. and then uh, the terrorists are bearing down on him, and like Tony Almeida shows up and rescues yeah. him. That's awesome. Yeah, you know, and but you're just not even thinking about it. But too, I I like the the arc of his character. In season seven, you know, he shows up and you're like that motherfucker. And then he says, "Oh, I've been working." Undercover with Bill Buchanan and stuff, and you say, "Oh, all right, okay, that makes sense." Mm -hmm. And then find out that he's just a total fucking prick and yeah, just using everybody. And he's just using everybody. And I forgot that, um, you know, Tony Almeida was pissed off because, it, like, first you just think that he's pissed off because Michelle was killed, mm -hmm. and then at the end of the uh, season, he's like, he admits, you know, he reveals that she was pregnant when she died. And I forgot that Jack Bauer. Uh, Terry was pregnant she was. in season one. But she again, died. it just shows us how much stronger of a character Jack Bauer is. Two uh, minutes. Ryan, your next question. Brad, you have, what would you like to do in your free time? What do you like to do in your free time? <laughs> I can't believe you asked me this question because you know what it is. <laughs> uh, I like to make short videos and you right do. now, Ad Adam and I have been since the first of the year, been, we've been working on Sphinx's Domain, which is our humor website based on these alien characters that I created, and my friends have subsequently adopted, and um, right now they're going through this thing called Warehouse Wars, and it basically started where Idiot Chittix made a bunch of, posted a bunch of rumors about Sphinx on the website, and then and Idiot Chittix is Adam's character, and my character, Sphinx, uh, saw them and obviously was upset and decided to retaliate by posting rumors about idiot chicks on the site and then idiot chicks got pissed off and he on the website they live in a warehouse a decrepit warehouse in like that part of town and so in the warehouse idiot chicks went on a rampage destroying everything and he thought he found some rope and he thought first was gonna use the rope to kill him so he found he burned the rope and any other materials in the building that could be used to make rope and so, basically, the uh, entire environment was just a total shambles, war, destroyed everything, and all the characters regressed into feral, uh, animal-like personalities. So, in order to, because Edichix burned all the blankets in the warehouse, um, uh, to keep warm, Sphirx skinned the character Mac and took his pelt. <laughs> and uh, that's where we're at right now, is Mac joined Edichix and formed an alliance against Sphirx. So... I don't know what's gonna happen next. We'll see. And perfect two minutes. Awesome. I, I'm Brad. I'm really glad Sorry that I didn't you. Sorry to give you any. No, uh, no. I'm glad that you went there. I'm setting you up for questions, and mm -hmm. I hope that you can fill in our loyal listener. Thanks, Ryan. I appreciate it. Hey, that. you know, uh, I'm, this isn't just a pretty face, Brad. <laughs> it's a. It thinks. Go ahead with your next one, sir. Ryan, another twenty-four question. Ryan, who do you think will win the best? Or who, not who, but which motion picture do you think will win the best picture Oscar this year? Oh fuck! Mm. The thing that bugs me about that is honestly, this year I don't think there's very many strong contenders for it. Mm. If I had to choose best picture, it'd be Up. Um, yeah. That's just my picture I like the most of the year. Um, creative wise, 
I saw 500 Days of Summer, I thought, you know, that had the most unique... Well, not what, like, you personally would want to win. Oh, what do I think is going to? going, like, what Avatar do you think will win. Fucking, yeah, pick Avatar. Avatar will win the best picture of the year. It's... How many Golden Globes did it win a couple nights ago? I think 10, 11, something like that. And there's just so many other good films to choose from, yet it's just, like, whatever... But, you know, the, the funny thing about that is is when The Dark Knight came out, I wasn't even nominated for the best picture. It was by far the best picture of that year. It's it's like, what it, it's also what is, whatever's at the end of the year. Yeah. Because they, you know, they uh, Hollywood specifically uh, places all those movies at the end of the year so they can get Oscar nominations. But it's like, how can you just select from a tiny pool and call it, like, the year's best without yeah. actually picking from the entire year yeah, and think, looking at the whole year. Do you think Avatar's going to win, too? Yeah, because Titanic won. Yeah, and the sad thing is, is Avatar's acting's not good. Um, the visual Titanic, effects ti- are yeah. spectacular. I mean, it, uh, technically, it's a fantastic movie. Like, So all those uh, technical Oscars that they don't show on TV... Like, it should win. Yeah, it should Editing, win. Editing, sound. Yeah, like basically inventing new t- t- technology. But, you know, it's just like, what... 11 years ago Titanic versus Saving Private Ryan yeah which one would I rather watch right now exactly Saving and Ryan. Saving Private Ryan should have won it's oh wait way... no sorry that was Shakespeare no, in Love Shakespeare in Love what was what? Titanic up against I don't even remember who cares 98 damn that's it oh well whatever yeah <laughs> my argument just went out the window yeah. when I remembered no. history but yeah it's no it's I agree it's people get caught up in it and I don't I don't think Avatar is the best movie of the year. I don't know. Is it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Brad, who is your favorite historical figure? Hmm. Uh, gosh. I, I don't think I really have one, but when I was little, I studied Abraham Lincoln a lot. Yeah. Old Honest Abe. Honestly, you can't, you really can't go wrong with Abraham Lincoln. You know, I think it's so funny that Abraham Lincoln is a Republican, one of the original Republicans, and he fought to free slaves and fought to keep America together. He didn't really want to. It was just well, a political it, move. It was, it was, but yeah. you know, at the same time, but you know, I love the fu- Family Guy joke where he's living next to this other guy who's selling <laughs> slaves, and he's cutting his own lawn, and Abraham Lincoln walks out, and he's like, "Hey, John, uh, you cutting your own grass now?" And John goes. Yeah, I used to have a guy for that. Dick. <laughs> Dick. But yeah, you know, uh, but he was so smart and, you know, he freed the blacks. And now Republicans are most associated with segregation. And and uh, Teddy Roosevelt, another Republican, started the National Forest um, Preservation. And now Republicans are most known for destroying the environment. It's, it's just really... goes to show you that, like, the political party stuff is bullshit. Like, oh, I agree. It, they'll just move and change to whatever they need to succeed. Yeah, you know, they don't really like neither platform has a set of rules or things they abide by. It's just whatever's in the moment to help yeah, them with their careers. I agree. Um, I have several favorite historical ones. Obviously, oh yeah, Ryan, which one are you? You know, I love George Washington. Um, my, one of my favorite presidents is Thomas Jefferson, even though he hated being a president. I thought he was really eloquent and he did a lot of good. Louisiana Purchase, double the size of America. Uh, my controversial favorite president is Andrew Jackson. Um, the Trail of Tears, where he rounded up Indians and made them <laughs> march thousands of miles to their death. Um, you know, those are those are my favorite. And I also, who wasn't a president, who was a genius, is Alexander Hamilton. Unfortunately, is remembered most 
for being in a gun duel with the, the vice president at the time, Aaron Burr, and was killed. Um, so all your favorite historical people are all colonials. Yeah, because, you know, they built America and they built it who it mm. was. But the way our money's set up and then all this, uh, our system is Alexander Hamilton. And Andrew Jackson actually is the person who made the treasury, mm-hmm. uh, the Federal Reserve, I'm sorry. So uh, those are my favorites. And uh, I like Andrew Jackson too because he didn't take any shit. He was in three uh, duels. One duel, he let the guy shoot him first, and then he shot him. And that's because he's a fucking man. But he was also very sad. His wife died three days before he took office, before his inauguration. And uh, he had a lot of problems with stuff like that. And his wife was like his guiding light. And when she died, it was hard for him to... Who's the president who had the long-ass speech and then got pneumonia? Uh, that'd be Harrison. And he got pneumonia, and he fucking died 20 days after he was inaugurated. What's the joke about that? And, you, know, uh, you know what's... Like, keep it short. Yeah. <laughs> and remember. the ironic part is, he's not rated as the worst president of all time by historians. Who is? Um, it flip-flops, but um, a big one is Buchanan, who became who's before Abraham Lincoln. A lot of historians blame him for the Civil War. Because he didn't. Yeah, I did hear that. And uh, Harrison's pretty close there. Uh, w is not towards the bottom. He's just below, I think, midway. It's too soon to tell. It's too soon to tell. So he's he's not very revered very well, but he's not the worst, like some people would want you to believe. Do you think that the Haiti earthquake is the first sign of our 2012 impending doom? Absolutely not. You know why? Because the Haiti, the country of Haiti, is located on a fault line, and every once in a while, Brad, the Earth shifts on its platonic plate. Don't you think it's uh, going to get to the point? It's like eventually there'll be some cataclysmic fault line where just like everything breaks down and we're all screwed. Oh yeah, and hopefully, I pray, I pray that John Cusack will come and pick me up <laughs> in an airplane. That I don't and just stay above the uh, earthquake. Just stay above the earthquake. To not defeat it. Make the plane go higher above buildings that are collapsing see i think everyone's worried about like okay there's a there's a specific day in time that the world's gonna end and do you really think it's just gonna happen all at once and like time which doesn't even exist time's just a measurement of something that doesn't exist you know what's funny is me and brandon my friend brandon were talking about this yesterday and we're like we were saying you know what you know i bet it was is the Mayans wrote the calendar so far advanced, like, fuck it, we'll finish it later. And then this they ended, too up, hard. ended up getting annihilated <laughs> by the conquistadors. It's probably true. Like, it they were true. writing it. Like, uh, all right, on to the next day, and then, yeah, the Spaniards show up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's entirely possible. But, yeah, I don't imagine the world ending But if there is an apocalypse, like, that they really do predict, like, don't you think it's going to take, like, two years to, like, complete itself? Remember, they they went through this panic, too, with Y2K. Yeah. That the computers won't be smart enough to figure out, you know, the the rollover date, and... I had a... I built my own computer. It was set to January 4th, 1980, for about six years, (laughs) because the motherboard wasn't clocked right, and I was still able to do all my schoolwork with it. (laughs) Exactly. So it was just funny, you know, it's the same thing, Y2K or Twitter. And actually it was a bonus because all the programs I had for it that were free and uh, borrowed, mm-hmm. um, I never had... <laughs> In quotes. Like, it never asked me to shut down, like, after 30 days, because it never went to 30 days. It was always January 4th. <laughs> so. so, yeah, my answer is fuck no. Right. And um, I, I do feel bad for the people of Haiti. <laughs> Ryan does not fear the apocalypse, but... Uh, appreciates the work being done in Haiti to rescue exactly, people. Exactly, the, re- the Red is Obama for sending 
help right away. And don't 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 donate through cell phones. Actually, go to the Red Cross and give them money because uh, cell phone companies are taking a huge pie off of your service fees. So yep. and not donating those service fees to the re- relief effort. So, so fuck su- them. Su- surprising. Brad, if you had one superpower, what would your superpower be? Hmm. Good question, Ryan. <laughs> if I had a superpower. What would I choose? There's so many great superpowers to choose from. There's invisibility. Yep. There's... You could be in the girls' dressing room and no one would know. You know, that that's... I, most people go there and I don't blame <laughs> them, but I, I would try to take the noble high road. And use, it, use it for good. Um, not like Kevin Bacon and the Invisible Man? <laughs> no, that's... No, what's not called the Invisible Man? What's it called? Hollow Man. Hollow Man. Yeah, that is the dark side of being invisible. And, is, and as the title suggests... He becomes very empty inside. Yep. Um, emotionally. Uh, that has more emotional weight than Avatar, by the way. <laughs> um, gosh, there's flying. Flying is pretty sweet. Yep. Uh, but, I mean, you can get on a plane and do that, I yep. guess. Um, X-ray vision would be cool, mm-hmm. but that's kind of like being invisible, really. Yeah. Um, only being visible at the same time. Well, what else could you do? I mean, you could shoot fire or ice. Um what else? Yeah, see, everybody says stuff like that. You know what mine would be? <laughs> what would you... Superhuman strength. Because if you fly, it doesn't mean you have superhuman strength. If you're invisible, you don't have superhuman strength. You have superhuman strength where you're able to lift 700 tons like the Hulk. No one will fuck with you. <laughs> and you can just walk in and, like, I'm going to take all the money out of this bank. Like, if you're invisible, you no one could fuck with you because they can't see with you. But, see then, you. but if you ran into things or you picked things up, you could see it moving. Hmm. See? See, I would always go with superpower. I don't know, it's, uh, superhuman strength just seems, doesn't seem super to me. No? Not being able to lift 700 tons doesn't seem like, it, it, like a great trait? <laughs> I can pick up this fucking house! You know what's, uh, like, move, uh, cha- alter, uh, altering time and, like, you know, something like that. Like, the natural physics and order of the nature of the universe. That'd be cool if you could, like, um, you know, affect molecules or something. Yeah. There was a villain like, like that. Like, superhuman strength, I mean, eventually humans are going to be so genetically superior that they probably could... You know, you think so? Like the colonials were like short and everything, mm-hmm. and we just keep growing. I'm sure at some point we'll be so huge and massive and <laughs> bulky, and you know, because people are getting stupider, that our brains are going to regress, and you know, <laughs> our physiques will take over, just like we were cavemen again. All right. Next question, Brad. I want to be invisible. <laughs> <laughs> I am, in some ways, I'm I am already invisible. Aww. <laughs> What movie next year, which of these three movies from next year do you think will win the summer box office? Iron Man 2, Inception, or Twilight Eclipse? You know, I pray that because the new Twilight came out so quickly that it'll lose some of its steam. Unfortunately, a big part of the movie-going audience is 14-year-old girls. But by then, they'll be 15, 16, so hopefully they'll grow out of it. Grow out of it. Um, I actually think um, Iron Man will win. Uh, based on the trailers I've seen, I, I a movie like Inception I think is too smart, too smart for to to be constantly seen over and over again for the popcorn audience, yeah, for the popcorn audience, and it, it's I hope it does well, but yeah, well you know it, it's just I mean Nolan did the Prestige after he did Batman Begins, and would that do 150 million? But they uh, they advertised that one after the summer season when you know all the like the August when all the 
the leftovers get shoved out. Yeah. So but I can tell you this, seeing that trailer has me more intrigued than any other movie. Oh, yeah. It's just so bizarre, but it's it's not really out of left field what Nolan does. I mean, uh, The Prestige is unusual, but still works. And that's where I kind of see Inception going. And yeah. that's why I think Christopher Nolan's such a great filmmaker. Memento, the backwards movie. Yeah, because yeah, he can make a movie like Memento, do Batman, which is a great, great movie for a superhero movie, and then still go back to movies like The Prestige or Inception where he can still do his creative ideas, still make unique a unique movie experience, which you want to see. But I think Iron Man 2 will win because I think the buzz for the first Iron Man is so strong. Mm-hmm. That'll really help Iron Man 2. And I saw the trailer for Iron Man 2. I think it looks really cool. Yeah, I think it's going to win it too. Uh, Twilight, I think, um, a lot of the box office it got this time around was people who caught on with the first one or heard about everything like decided to give it a try mm-hmm. but I think a lot of them were disappointed and were like why is this popular well you're so speaking from experience I haven't seen the movies one. you've seen the movies yeah. and I mean I refuse just to just the second one yeah I refuse to because I guess it's like me seeing Avatar and you're going to see that yeah. I, we have similar tastes in movies and I, I just can't see myself enjoying Twilight and you only went because you didn't have to pay for it yeah like, I, I wouldn't go but yeah you know so another thing about Avatar is I'm proud that I haven't contributed to that in the stock Avatar. You have. Uh, yeah. For two people. For two people. So Well again So don't knock me for paying for Twilight. No, not at all. <laughs> I, I went and saw it because everybody told me I'm amazing. Adam told me it was amazing. Brian Turner said it was amazing. James said it was amazing. All these people are saying amazing. And I went with my fiance Laura, me and her, uh, do this. Meh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's I don't know. Yeah, I just heard my friend Jesse said it, it didn't suck as much as he thought it would. So yeah. it's like, I so, guess that means it's, it's like So mediocre. I guess it's two and a half out of five stars, yeah. you know? Anywho, um, this is Iron the Man next... Iron Man 2, winner. Yeah. Iron Man 2, and uh, do you agree with Iron Man 2? Yeah, I think Inception is too smart for to attract a large audience. Brad, if you could choose one favorite Jack Bauer moment... What would be your favorite Jack Bauer moment? My favorite Jack Bauer moment, and I do know this, is season three, last episode, when Chase gets his hand stuck in the <laughs> stuck in the bombs, yes. and it's down to the wire, and the only way to do it, and you, you think that typically in uh, TV writing, they'll find a way to just get it off, and Chase will walk away unscathed. No, they go hardcore. <laughs> Jack walks over to the other end of the room, picks up an axe, and lops his hand off to save him. You know what? That's why 24 is such a great show. And I'm going to take one from season 3, too. Uh, the terrorist tells Jack Bauer, or is it season 4? I think it's season 2. Is it season 2? That he has to kill Ryan Chappelle? I think it's season 3. Oh, it's three. season 3, yeah. Sorry. I thought you were talking about the season 2 when they used the pedophile guy oh, to get information. Awesome. Where and Jack, Jack Bauer kills like, him. Yeah, and then cuts off his head and yep. gets in a bowling ball bag. <laughs> oh, Jack. Yeah, but no, my favorite is because the terrorist tells him that he's going to you know, kill a bunch of people mm-hmm. unless Jack Bauer kills the head of CTU, which happened to be Ryan Chappelle, who... He's not really his friend, but he's but, like a respected colleague. Exactly, but the way the writing is, people didn't like Ryan Chappelle because, you know, he's always getting Jack's way. Mm-hmm. But at the and, end... In season two, Ryan basically orders... Um, what's his name? Uh, the director that he got the nuclear radiation. Uh, fuck. Basically, Ryan told... Uh, What's his name? Told the head of CTU at the time to sacrifice Jack in order to mm-hmm. save the day or whatever. 
put him in harm's way. But yeah, in season three, it's he, tables have turned. Tables have turned, and he's ordered to kill Chappelle. And Chappelle doesn't have a family and anything. And Jack takes him out to a train yard. And you think something's going to happen. Nope. Jack pulls the trigger shoots him in the back of the head. And Ryan Chappelle's like, please let me do it myself. And like, he can't do it. And he really... and a tribute, like, I was going to run away. Damn it. And the tribute to the writing of the show is you hate Ryan Chappelle up until that last moment. Mm-hmm. And the Jack Bauer's face and his face and it just it really it's gripping television and that's why twenty four is one of the best shows on TV. What season of twenty four do you think is the best? What is your favorite season, Ooh, Ryan? That's a good one. You know Eight to choose from. Eight to choose from. I like all of them. <laughs> obviously. Good choice. But if I had to choose a favorite one, I'd have to go with season five. I think it had the most um, intrigue in it, um, the coolest action pieces, and I love some of uh, the conflict between Bauer and President Logan. But I love season three, too. I always see my favorite Jack Bauer moment in season three. So yeah, it's a tough question, but I'd say season five. Yeah, mine is... uh, I still say season three, although five is probably my second, and it's up there. Like, I used to... When I was first watching the shows, they got better with each one I watched. Like, it's kept getting better. And then six, yeah... Not so impressive. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of more of the same. Nothing really new to watch but out of it. But season six has a great last episode. Uh, refresh my memory. Is where he goes and talks to uh, Secretary Reigns. Oh, oh no, yeah. No, not Secretary Reigns. What's fuck his name? Yeah, well, former Secretary of Defense. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know his first Why name. I can't but remember. It's probably Reigns, for sure. I thought Audrey Reigns, though, is her married name. Oh, right. Uh, Heller. Heller, yeah. yeah. And uh, I love that moment. Yeah. And, I mean, there's some standout episodes in Season 6. It just kind of... I don't know. But Season 7 I thought was good. I thought it was a good return to the show. Yeah. Yeah, 7 was a good wake-up call for it. And, um, but, you know, there's not there's not a bad season. Even Season 2 with the mountain lion bit. <laughs> you know, you, it's still a good season. Yeah. But, yeah, it's... That one always, I get muddled together with one because... Uh, they are very similar yeah. uh, tone-wise. But, you know, it. the thing that's cool about 24 is they always start really kind of slow and then they build up. And mm. build Except for up. this season, which is, yeah. like, right out of the gate. There's a lot of stuff going on in this season. Yeah, like, everything re- is resolved in one episode and new stuff is introduced by the end of it. It's so I hope that... Uh, 20 more episodes to go. 20 more episodes yeah. and I can't wait. Um, wow, this has gone by really fast, Brad, because I'm already at my last question. Um, this one might be a little tougher for you. Um, what is your favorite Kiefer Sutherland movie? <laughs> uh, I, I haven't seen a lot of them, so I, I've, I've seen Mirrors. I'm not a big fan of that. The Sentinel, saw that, not impressed. Um, and it's not really his fault, obviously. Um, he's good in what he does, but, I mean, you're asking me what's my favorite movie with him in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't see a lot of his 80s stuff. Like, I, I saw Flatliners, meh. <laughs> Yeah. It wasn't what I hoped it would be. Um, I haven't seen The Lost Boys. Um, I've seen most of Stand By Me, and he's not really in that. No. So, uh, what is he? He was in The Three Musketeers? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fun movie. I don't think yeah. it's... I mean, it's... It was fun at the time it came out, yeah. and I... I still own it. Well, I own it because it has a Rod Stewart video on it. Uh, oh, I guess I'll pick Dark City. Dark City's a good one. Yeah. And he's really good in that. He plays, like, the complete opposite of Jack Bauer in that yeah. movie. Um... You know, what I love about Kiefer Sutherland is I go back and look at his body of work because, you know, 
I've watched his movies before, but after I got 24, I went back and started watching him in a whole bunch of movies. And his line of work, he plays a variety of characters. Mm -hmm. My favorite is The Lost Boys, because that's one of his where he's actually the star, and he kind of plays his bad boy persona to a T as a cool vampire that just kills people. Um, but you know it's a great one that a lot of people haven't seen, and I'll let you borrow it. It's called Freeway, and it's uh, a modern take, basically, on Little Red Riding Hood. And Kiefer Sutherland's the big bad wolf in it. And he picks up Reese Witherspoon to uh, do bad things to her. And he starts off as this really uh, good guy. And through, of course, it turns really bizarre. And another great movie with him is with Sandra Bullock and uh, Jeff... No, not Jeff Bridges. What's the guy who looks like Jeff Bridges? What's his brother's name? Bo Bridges? No. <laughs> Fuck, why can't I remember? No, it is Jeff Bridges. I'm sorry. Um, he plays a serial killer, and Sandra Bullock is Kiefer Sutherland's wife, or fiance, I forget. And it's called... Why can't I remember the name of the fucking movie right now? Wait, are you talking about... Uh, uh, what is it? Sally Field's in it. Uh... I have it on DVD, I can't believe, and I really like the movie. Why can't I remember it? It's based on a French movie. Eye for an Eye? No, not Eye for an Eye. <laughs> That's he's, a, he's awesome in that. He's a bad guy in that. that. Yeah. Fuck, why can't I remember? Oh, The Vanishing. Oh. The Vanishing, he's really good in that. He plays um, a guy who loses his wife or girlfriend, I forget, and he has to... I'm um, going over here, but... He's, <laughs> uh, but he has, he's, he's spent two years trying to find her, and he can't find her, can't find her. And then Jeff Bridges shows up and just at his door one day, and he says, Hi, I'm the guy you're looking for. I kidnapped your wife, girlfriend, I forget. And so the whole movie is him going through this psychological trauma of losing her and trying to find her and then when he finds what happened to her dun 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 cliffhanger because <laughs> he promised uh, Jeff Bridges promised to take him to her and then that's the whole first half of the movie is him trying to find her second half is him being led to her and it's a really kind of psychological thriller I guess for lack of a better word alright I'll take your word for it yes you, know, you can borrow my key for movies hey Ryan what's your favorite Disney villain Ooh, that's a good one. My favorite Disney villain. You know, I probably would have to say either Monster of the Well from Pinocchio. I also like Stromboli from Pinocchio. Uh, Stromboli is the Italian puppet guy who kidnaps Pinocchio after he finds out he's a puppet that has no strings. But I think one that steals, steals the scene in throughout the whole movie is Scar and the Lion King mm. because he's just evil to his core and played brilliantly by Jeremy Irons and uh, it's, it's a really cool character so devious yeah so yeah I have three and two are from the same movie but... <laughs> so all the villains from Pinocchio for you yeah and I didn't think about the question enough to think about well, there's also... Actually, there's two other villains in Pinocchio. There's Honest John, the fox that takes Pinocchio from school and gives him yeah. to Stromboli. He's actually might be the most evil character in it because he also... He sets him up for... Yeah, gets everything. rounds up a bunch of kids to go to Pleasure Island and turn them into donkeys by yeah. the really evil guy. I forget that dude's name. He's, yeah, he's a kidnapper. And, I mean, his name's obviously ironic. It's uh, Honest John. Yeah. It, it, he has a really great Disney number, though. It's uh, High Diddly D. In Actor's Life for me. Oh, I think, uh, although this is not really a Disney character, per se, but, um, what's his name? 
Uh, not King Richard, uh, but from Robin Hood. The... It's, uh... Are you sure it's not King Richard? No, that's the good king. Oh, Off on the uh, Crusades. That's right, it's... The Lionheart, I just saw a fucking... It's not the Sheriff of Nottingham, I would say. Dude. But yeah, yeah, he's a good character, though. He's not like such an idiot right now. Yeah. But yeah, in the Disney version of Robin Hood, which has the same characters as the novel, I guess, um, stories, the, yeah, the bad team. He's good, yeah. yeah. I like Jafar, too. He's a good one. Yeah. But yeah, I really like Scar. I think the tour de force. He's probably the badass villain yeah. of all the Disney movies. Because he doesn't have any redeeming quality. A lot of them have... A redeeming quality. Uh, My favorite Disney movie is Oliver and Company, but the bad guy in that is just some dude who rides around in a limo. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't really show up till the end of the movie, so he sucks. He does. Yeah. Doesn't take away from the movie, though, Brad. It's okay. What is your fair, favorite Spherx Domain character? Sphirx, of course. Wow, you're <laughs> fucking prima donna. <laughs> That's what the character the character is supposed to be a megalomaniac. So, <laughs> well, no, I'm just curious because you write for so many of them. You have a yeah. voice for so many of them. I, I think the one that you you find the easiest to write for because you talk about it all the time is Idiot Chittics. I don't write Idiot Chittics. You don't write them at all. That's Adam. Totally. Not at all. Uh, maybe in the beginning, I probably squeezed some of my own stuff in there when he wasn't available. But um, right now, Adam's doing. That's good. Doing himself. Well, I, mean, I, was, I, su- I suggest ideas to him. I'm like, hey, you should have a chicks, you know, take over the site and stuff. But Well, that's what I'm saying because I, it feels like uh, uh, from me reading and stuff that Spherix sets up Idiot Chittix and Idiot Chittix has all the punchlines. Yeah, that's yeah, that's exactly what, yeah, most of the time. I mean, Adam does contribute some of his own original well, stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, he does because, I mean, he's my the My job of is, it. like, basically, I'm like the Seth MacFarlane <laughs> of Spherix's domain because I... I, I'll admit this right now. I'm I kind of do Cora's character. Um, I'm currently kind of in charge of Kiffin, even though it's Andy's character, but he's not doing anything with it. Um, uh, I used to do Turgix and Saku, but we kind of dropped them as characters. So and Sperk, So I yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because you know you write for so many. I didn't know if you had a favorite one to write for or. Mm-hmm. Um, of what, what I write, I'd say Sperks, but I mean. Idiot Chittix is like the standout character. Like he's probably everyone's favorite. Well, yeah. Well, I, the only reason I think he's favorite is he's sweet I, I think, and gross at the same time. Uh, I, I think people miss what I see in the website is uh, your setup for the. I mean, y- you make it easy for him to be a funny character. Fun, it, yeah. it, it, it's hard to be the guy that sets up people. You know, it's kind of the Brian of Family Guy, where Brian yeah. has funny moments, but you know, he's really setting up Peter or Stewie or yeah, and or. Stuff like that, or Marge setting up Homer. It's an accurate observation because if you read any of the movie review dialogues I've written, mm-hmm. Idiot Chase is always the foil for anything Sirx is doing. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, you know, that's that's. What I was just curious because I know that's you know you What's write your favorite character. Patches. <laughs> uh, no, no, actually, my favorite is um, Sirx because I do um, sometimes with. And I, I I'm not knocking Adam by any means because I you know he writes funny stuff and I enjoy reading his stuff. But I think it's easier to write, I shit in here, or whatever, you know, I shit on this, or I fucked this, or I pissed on that, or I gouged out eyeballs. I think it's more difficult to write a character that's the straight man that can set up people. Mm-hmm. That's not, so you're not, you're taking, you're taking credit away from yourself to make other people look better. 
It's like being the all-time assist leader in the NHL. The only reason people can score goals is because you're setting them up. I established the setting and the characters. Exactly. And then EHX provides the... The punchline. And, you know, it's it's equally... The plot. It, yeah. I, like I said, I'm not taking anything away from Adam's character, but I think it's easier to, to hit the punchline when the punchline's given to you. It's the, you know, uh, a dude walking around with one leg, it's easy to run up and trip him. But it's harder to be the guy walking around with one, one leg, leg yeah. you know? And so that that's my observation of the website. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, well, because my phone, I don't really have the internet, but I browse it on my phone, and what I read is... So you a, have been reading the I have been site. reading it. Sweet. But I can't contribute because my phone fucking won't... Yeah. ...is not compatible with it. What costume are you going to wear for Halloween this year? Oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> you know, actually, I think mine's already picked out for me, and I'm going to get called a fag when you hear this but laura wants to go as ariel and she wants me to go as eric uh you're gay i know right <laughs> i said wow but you know i really can't say too much because i made her go as gwen stacy yeah this year. you owe her so i owe her i'm like why can't we do something like maverick and goose or <laughs> something cool but no i think i'm gonna be eric from the little mermaid and I, there's no way i could be a prince he has like a like a, a v cut off showing off his <laughs> ripped chest chisel chest, and, yeah. chisel chest and six and pack. dark black hair yeah uh, Tan, totally the opposite of me. Brad, have you given thought to what you're going to be? No, it's, I mean, it's only January, and, uh, you know, like, what, two years ago, you know, Dark Knight came out, so it was like, oh, i got to be the Joker. Yeah. Um, Actually, I, you know, that's some of my favorite costumes, is when you're the Scarecrow and I was the Joker. That was cool. That was cool. Even the pictures. But people didn't know I was Scarecrow. They thought I was that guy in the Strangers movie. Oh, that's right, because the Strangers <laughs> came out, but... yeah. People are stupid. I don't know. I guess I can make an Iron Man costume this year. That'd be sweet. Your Wally costume was awesome. Yeah. God, the Iron Man would be so much more complicated. Oh, dude. But it'd be so much more layered. Yep. Get some candy apple spray paint. <laughs> uh, or maybe I'll go with some kind of like... It's 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 uh, Corvette Red, by the way. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Did you watch the movie? Fuck. I don't care about Iron Man that much. <laughs> um... I don't know. Maybe I should go... Maybe I should like totally throw everyone a curve and go as... Like, an idea. <laughs> Not like a physical representation of something. But... Go as a cat's tail. <laughs> Not a cat. A cat's, cat's tail. tail. Or maybe I'll do full of Jim Halpert and write Facebook on my face. <laughs> or book on my face. That'd be awesome. That's right. Popular social networking site known as Bookface. <laughs> um, is that yeah, you, word yeah you're good. There you go. That's it? Yep. I'm going to go with Santa Claus Yay. for Halloween. Cool. Well, that was our 24-inspired... Oh, man. We, we, we just... the bomb before it went off. Just saved the day. Woo. Chloe, I can't get satellite read. Damn it! I hope the American government will finally recognize my heroics and not question <laughs> my authority next time there's a crisis. But probably not. I'll probably have to deal with every... Ambitious asshole who wants to run <laughs> CTU next year. Fuckers. Since the last one just got killed in whatever I was doing 20 minutes ago. <laughs> Such a harsh world. It is. Fuck. Um, but yeah, that was fun. Yep. Totally random. The 24 episode of Nebcast. Watch 24 Monday nights on Fox. <laughs> uh, Check, please. What time is it on? Seven? Seven. Seven o'clock on Fox, whatever station number you have. Exactly. Look it up. You'll do yourself a favor. 
you can get the first two seasons of 24 at Target in a combined pack for like 35 bucks right now. No, actually they're 20. 20 bucks. That is the steal of the century. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about two seasons? Yeah, it has two seasons oh, together. Individual seasons right now are 20 bucks and they have, believe it or not, new packaging. They always do. Yeah. Because Fox went to the gay shit artard way of... <laughs> they went to beautiful fold-out printed materials and now they're just the four discs in a single jewel case. Yep. Boo. Um, super thick. You haven't seen the new ones, have you? No. They don't even have like, a nice slip cover like Season 7 uh. did. Yeah. And they don't have like the old Season don't have the box anymore with the individual. Ugh, it's, no. just, it's just one big thick. They did that to Buffy too. Anyways. Boo. 24 deserves better. Yeah, 24. Best show on TV right now. This is Jack Bauer signing off. And this is, uh... Uh, I, totally, I totally screwed uh, you. This is nice dead. <laughs> um, this is Aaron Pierce signing yeah. off for 24. <laughs> See you next time. See you next time. Bye.